Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to talk about how being liberal politically does not usually have or never has anything to do with sexuality um, and why men in particular conflate this uh, characteristic and how to get out of this way of thinking about it, which does not help because it just means that you feel like your wife pulled some sort of bait and switch when she really didn't. So before we get to that, please do subscribe. I have 76 subscriber episodes. Most recently is to divorce when you are not angry anymore at your partner. And if you don't understand why then you would divorce, well, then you should listen to the podcast. All right. So I work with a lot of men obviously, and a lot of couples and a lot of women. But um, more and more men reach out as my podcast and my, you know, my blog and all that um, grows. And I've gotten more and more men that are uh, from different places in the country, whereas, you know, also there was the passage of Pact, which allows me to work with far more people in the country. Uh, that's a reciprocity agreement. But anyway, um, so I work with a lot more conservative men and uh, conservative men whose partners are not as conservative as them. And in this situation, frequently, what happens is a guy grows up in a fairly conservative home, and then he goes to college, or beyond college, he meets a woman who is more liberal politically. And this is very fascinating because this woman is saying all sorts of things that intellectually he finds very interesting, and on a subconscious level, he conflates this with an open-mindedness that goes beyond politics. But she's not really doing that. She's not saying that. She's not, she's not trying to say that, but, um, but he doesn't know that. So what do I mean? Because this can seem very uh, nebulous without an example. So let's say a woman says that she is against slut-shaming, right? And that she feels that women should be able to do whatever they want with their bodies. Well, you could see how this would be an extremely different viewpoint um, to hear a woman say this for a man that grew up hearing his mother say kind of that sex is bad and to wait until marriage and telling his sisters, let's say, to be good girls and wait until marriage. So this would seem like a very sexually open woman that really likes sex. And then he feels like, wow, you know, like this is somebody who is very sexually open minded. It doesn't mean that at all. You know, it means that she's politically open-minded. It doesn't mean she wants to be your slut, you know, as I say in my subtitle of this podcast. It means that she doesn't want somebody who chooses to be, quote, slutty, a.k.a. promiscuous or whatever, to be ashamed of it, which is valid. You know, I mean, I agree. (laughs) But that has nothing to do with that your specific wife wants to do any act with you. So she could say women can do whatever they want with their bodies, Well, that could seem, again, very exciting until that one actually backfires tremendously because she only does what she wants with her body. And so these are women who actually um, are the most recalcitrant around the idea of responsive desire because they think if I don't want it right now, why would I have sex? And so they're very, it goes against everything that they think to say, oh, well, maybe I'm never going to want it right now within monogamy, but to be a good partner, I want to get myself into a situation where my body can respond because I shouldn't be listening to whether or not my body is aroused before contact because 
no human female's monogamous body is aroused prior to contact. So as I discuss, obviously, all over, including most uh, specifically in my Response of Desire podcast. So, but if you um, have a viewpoint that it's like, basically, women should do whatever the hell they want all of the time, you could see how this may not concord with the idea of a reciprocal happy marriage. Um, And I'm not saying that certainly uh, it's bad to be politically liberal at all. Or is or to be politically conservative, it's it's startling to me, and I, I've written about this that there are therapists who um, I, I had a podcast on this who say things and the listservs like I have to refer out this client because I don't believe with their that I I don't um, agree with their political beliefs. I mean, what the hell is our profession? I mean, would your would your doctor refuse to treat your cancer because like he didn't agree with your political beliefs? It, it's just crazy, and it's a. a profession that I thought was supposed to be predicated on on extreme open-mindedness and empathy to the point where you would try to understand how anybody could have any belief system, you know, and then start work with them from where they're at, meeting them where they're at with empathy. But anyway, um, that's just an aside. But the, the point here is there is no political extreme position that really uh, relates to a lot of empathy. And I've seen that on the liberal side and on the conservative side, both sides. Both sides can be extremely close-minded. Being an extremist of any sort is is very obviously close-minded. It means that you often uh, reject the other position completely out of hand and that you associate more and more with people who only agree with you. So um, this isn't good. I talk about the manosphere a lot. It's not good in the manosphere, but it's not good in the um, very anti-male women's groups that are on the internet as well. You know, in a lot of female groups, there gets this, um, there emerges a very anti-male sentiment that is just as toxic as the anti-female sentiment that is in a lot of the male groups. So it's on either side, you know, that extremism uh, relates to close-mindedness and a lack of empathy for your partner if they believe even slightly differently than you do. So when you are um, dating somebody or thinking about whether you're sexually compatible with them, their political beliefs should really have very little to do with it. And there is no intellectual proxy variable for sexuality, you know, unless it's really just the construct of open-mindedness. So if you're open-minded, then at the very, if you're extremely committed to open-mindedness, at the very least, then you would imagine that that person would not shame their partner for having certain preferences or kinks or whatever. Although, I I mean, it's interesting because I do see people who say that they're very open-minded and then they they are physiologically disgusted by a partner's preferences and kinks. So I think that this is more of a of a sense sort of thing. It's like more of in the located in the body, the sexuality. It's it's if you take the erotic blueprint quiz, they talk about the different sexual styles in just Google erotic blueprint quiz. And it's like these emerge, I mean I was going to say with the exception of the kink one, but there's plenty of super conservatives that are kinky, you know, and they just don't tell anybody. But yeah, th- this is just different. It's just like a totally different separate variable that doesn't have anything to do with your philosophical or political leanings. Whether you 
love, touch, and to be intimate doesn't have any, it's completely orthogonal with your political self and where you fall philosophically on the spectrum of whether people should or shouldn't do certain sexual acts. So a woman saying that sex work should be legalized, for example, a man who was raised with a mother who would never say such a thing might be very enthusiastically excited about committing their life to such an open-minded person. And instead, what this woman is saying is basically, you know, I don't want anybody to suffer. I want this to be legalized so that prostitutes don't get hurt, so that there can be rules around it. But they are in no way thinking in any sort of prurient sense about what goes on between the prostitute and the John. I mean, in no way. Like, this isn't something that is like, she, she doesn't feel any affinity to the prostitute, I'm trying to say, except for the fact that they're both female and that she believes that people should have basic human rights and should be, um, and should be taken care of uh, within a legal system. But when you say certain things to a man who has never heard anybody be, you know, say anything like them, then the man often conflates this political liberalness and this open-mindedness about constructs like, for example, the sex work or the slut shaming with like the fact that the woman feels like this, this sexual sort of, um, that, that, that she feels empathy for these women because she too is like a highly sexual being. It has nothing, nothing to do with that. And I hear this so much that like a guy thought that a woman was very open-minded because politically she said things that he had never heard before or philosophically. Do not conflate these things. You know, there are men who would be far more compatible with a woman who was uh, politically conservative, even a liberal man, by the way, with a woman who is politically conservative but who loves touch. Like, because that is a separate, completely separate construct. It's like as though, like, your, your husband, let's say, really believes in higher education and, and he, he believes in the value of education. And he says that a lot. Oh, yeah, I really believe in, in, in education and I would want our children in the future to be able to go to college and I really want them, I want to save up for college for my kids and I feel like that's a very important thing. Like, this doesn't always mean that your husband then is some big intellectual, you know? I mean, just because he thinks he's saving up for your kid's college does not mean that he's like reading in bed at night. He may just be doing fantasy football. So you have to actually look at the person in front of you instead of making these generalizations based on their kind of philosophical opinions about the world. So this goes beyond this um, basically this sexuality thing to many other things. You want to be observing the person in real time. If if you're talking to a woman who says that she feels that women should be able to have sex whenever they want, however they want, and that nobody should be judged for their sexual preferences, but she doesn't really seem to have any sexual preferences. When you have sex, it's basically penis and vagina sex all the time. She kind of never goes over to you for a kiss or a cuddle what you're seeing is somebody whose philosophy you align with, but that 
person, who they are as a human being is not compatible. If you're a high libido sexual person, it's not compatible with you. Whereas somebody could have a very different political or no real po- uh, political philosophy about any sort of sexual issue, but be somebody who in the erotic blueprint thing is a highly sensual person that likes touch and sex. So this is its own variable. And this obviously goes far beyond this point. I mean, there's plenty of people who, who, for example, like many, oh, here, here's one that's interesting. Uh, so there's many people who have an OCPD partner, right? And I did a podcast about OCPD, obsessive compulsive personality disorder. These people are often really into, not often, one of the key uh, criteria is that they are super obsessed with being right morally and ethically. And so this is another form of their rigidity. But if you're meeting them at first, uh, you could just see them as a super ethical person and think that this is going to mean that they're really kind. They may not be kind at all. They may be extremely um, uh, irritable and rigid by definition, but they have these really... um, uh, they, they're super into certain ethical perspectives. So like they, they might donate a lot of money because they don't want people to be hungry and they don't in fact think it's fair that anybody in the world would be hungry, right? So that is admirable. But then yet if you're married to that person and your own child wants to play a game with them, they may not be nice at all because they are being interrupted in their task of perhaps Perhaps even, you know, donating money, you know, to the hungry. Like it, it, ethics and philosophical positions on ethics have very, very little to do with how somebody is going to act day to day and the um, kind of physical and sensual experience that they have inside their body. So while I am a super big proponent of online dating, and I feel like it opens up the whole world of potential partners to people, you know, especially to single parents who don't have that much time to get out there and meet people in any sort of bar or party setting. And I met my own husband on OkCupid. I I think that sometimes when people are using online dating, they are, uh, their list of requirements can be way high and crazy. And I've did a podcast on why not to have a long list of requirements in a partner. And I read this book, I forget, it was by, I think, Ezra Klein, this book on how polarized we've become politically. And it said that like nowadays, and I've seen this in my practice, people will not even go on a date with somebody who has a different political orientation. But and that's like so crazy, you know, because like uh, it, it, you you may be more aligned with that person than you think, you know. They they may be fairly centrist, but they just picked up so they they just said you know that they're on one side or the other because they have certain things that they disagree with or agree with, and you're stopping yourself from seeing somebody that you may chemically and emotionally and intellectually click with. And there is of course also the now this is like not even a thing but like it used to be <laughs> that you that that partners could talk to one another about political issues and perhaps you know emerge with with a moderate viewpoint that they come up with between them that characterizes more of who they are as a couple and kind of learn from one another's perspectives and and grow 
that is no longer thought to be valid at all. In fact, like among many women, if you see that a guy's a Republican on a, a dating app, he's just like out the window. That could have been your, the love of your life. You know, you don't know. It could have been that he's a Republican because he doesn't um, believe in certain financial things that you actually kind of don't care about as much as you think uh, as, as all the socially liberal things that you care about. Like you don't really know. So, I mean, if you are out there dating and somebody seems really like you click with them, except they clicked off the wrong political button on the on the uh, dating app. And I know that OkCupid had political stuff, so maybe other ones do, too. Um, you know, maybe still go out with that person for a first date because you, you don't really want to conclude everything about a human based on their political leanings, which, by the way, change over time. You know, they, they do change. They People are always evolving and always in flux. So uh, different sorts of experiences, aging, parenting, um, different, uh, get, you know, having more money. There's lots of things that accord with change or less money. There's lots of different things that accord with uh, changing your political beliefs even slightly. But anyway, that is um, that's just relevant for people who are who, who are very close minded about even considering somebody who is politically different, even by checking off a box. And that's more people than you think. So anyhow, the the point of this is if your wife came off very politically liberal and you feel like that was a bait and switch because she's sexually close-minded, man, you had sex with her. <laughs> like you you could have seen it. You were young, everybody that's young is stupid. I was stupid, everybody. <laughs> so so I mean and that's not like a pejorative, that's just literally you don't really know anything yet. But it doesn't mean like it's it shouldn't be confusing to you. You know, how is somebody that's so politically liberal so sexually closed off? Because those are completely different constructs and it was your wishful thinking and inexperience that conflated them. It does not mean that she in some way was promising something that she didn't give. You were in bed with her. You saw all the hard stops. So, you know, I mean, it, it's on you more than it's on her, honestly. Because there's no woman that thinks that saying that they are politically liberal means that they are going to be doing some wild shit in bed. That just isn't a thing. Like, women don't think like that. Men subconsciously think like that. Men are always looking for signs that a woman is sexually open-minded. Always looking for signs like that. You know, because they are, like, primed to see sex everywhere. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like women say to me, well, he never ended up being very responsible. He's never been able to keep a job. He's never been able, he's never been very good with money. But when we met, you know, he told me that it was important for him to, you know, own his own home. Yeah, okay. He said that. But where was he living when he said that? He was like living with a roommate. <laughs> like the only way he's owned his own home now is because you've always had a job. Like look at the person's behavior, not what they say is their philosophy. And everybody young, you know, they, they don't know this yet. And so if you're listening to this and you're young, you know, look at people's behavior. Look at what they do. Look at their actions over their words. All right. Well, hopefully this was interesting and was uh, applicable to enough of you to be of use. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.